0: Ruth and Esther. In recent days, or should that actually be recent months or years, we've had two great series of Sunday sermons, one on Ruth from Sarah and the other on Esther from Deb. I'd never before thought of linking these two stories together, but that was the intriguing idea that lately just popped into my mind. So I want to share my thoughts with you. Clearly, these were two very special ladies, for a start off, they are the only two ladies who have Bible books that bear their names and contain their stories. At first consideration, there seems little similarity between them. Esther was a Jewess, but Ruth a Gentile, a Moabitess, from an idolatrous nation that was a neighbour, but also an enemy of Israel. Esther was born and lived all her life, as far as we know, in Persia, while Ruth, was brought up in Moab, east of the River Jordan, but later went to live in Bethlehem in Israel. And there was a time difference of several hundred years between them. For the sake of those who missed the sermons, or perhaps have just forgotten, or are not familiar with these two ladies, I will briefly recap their stories. Ruth lived in the time of the Israelite Judges, a little spark of light in this period of dark ages. While God's people were continually turning away from him, Ruth turned towards him. Born in Moab, she met and married one of the sons of Naomi and Elimelech, Israelites who had migrated to Moab because of a famine back home in Israel. Sadly, later she, her sister-in-law and mother-in-law were all widowed, Then when Naomi decided to return home, Ruth chose to leave her Moabite family and go with Naomi, declaring, your people will be my people and your God, my God. After reaching Bethlehem, she met and married Boaz and they became the great grandparents of King David, the ancestor of Jesus. Esther, however, lived just after the exile at a time when many Jews had already returned to Israel, not so Esther's family. She was born in Persia, but orphaned as a child and brought up by a faithful Jewish relative called Mordecai. By a strange series of events, she was taken into the king's harem and then became his queen, although sadly he was not a believer in God. Through more weird happenings, an evil politician called Haman Determined to kill not only Mordecai, but all the Jews in Persia, an empire that stretched from the Mediterranean to India. But his plans were foiled by the devout and wise actions of Mordecai and Esther. Genocide was averted and the Jews were saved. The line of David was therefore preserved so that Jesus could be born in Bethlehem. Despite these obvious differences, There are also several similarities, or perhaps more specifically, links between the two stories, not least because both centre around marriages, albeit rather different and complex ones. They both lived at significant times in the history of Israel. Ruth lived at the time of the Judges, when the Jews were settling down in their land and building their nation after the Exodus after escaping slavery in Egypt and Joshua's conquests in Canaan. However, they were already betraying their special role in God's plans and becoming disobedient. Esther lived just after the Babylonian exile, which had been a punishment for their disobedience to God. This was the time when some of the Jews were returning to their land and rebuilding their nation. Then they were both young. And they were both beautiful. Esther, we know, won a beauty contest, but Ruth, too, had a beautiful inside nature, shown especially in her relationship with Naomi. Both suffered tragedy in their lives. Ruth was widowed early in her first marriage and later chose to leave behind her birth family to follow Naomi and Naomi's God. Esther was orphaned as a child, and later was pushed into an arranged marriage with a heathen king, having to give up any thought of an ordinary marriage with a believing Jewish boy. But perhaps the most important link between them can be discerned in the first and last chapters of each book. In Ruth chapter 1, verse 17, we read of Ruth's declaration of belief in God. Presumably, she had been attracted to the Jewish faith through the life and witness of Naomi and maybe that of Elimelech and their two sons. In chapter 4, verses 13 to 22, she is redeemed and becomes a member of the people of God and an ancestor of King David and thus of Jesus. Her name is even recorded in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1, a Gentile along with an adulteress and a prostitute, thus showing an initial fulfilment of God's promise to Abraham, a promise of blessing to all peoples through his family and, more specifically, his descendant, the Messiah, Jesus. In Esther chapter 1, verse 1, we read that King Xerxes, or Ahasuerus, the king who made Esther his queen, ruled over 127 provinces from Cush, the upper Nile region in the west, to India in the east. This vast empire must have included more than 90% of the Jews in Diaspora after the exile. In chapters 9 and 10, we see how the Jews throughout this whole area were saved from genocide. Had Esther not acted courageously on their behalf, they would all have been wiped out, including the royal line of David, and the Messiah could not have been born as a Jew. But because of Esther, the Jews were saved, the promise of the Messiah remained intact, and Jesus was subsequently born in Bethlehem. In conclusion, therefore, we note that God used these two ladies in two special ways in the outworking of his plans. Plans for the world, plans for us, plans for salvation – to give us the blessing of a future and a hope. So, read these two short books again and experience that blessing anew.